Passing your IELTS test once shouldn't just be something you daydream about. Because when you devote your time to learning how this English exam works and practice with test questions, your fears and anxiety will disappear forever. With the right mindset and resources, you can achieve your desired band score in the IELTS exam, whether you need a band 7, band 8, or even a band 9. Join me at Denike Babalola every Friday for the IELTS weekly specials as we break down the four skills in the IELTS test through detailed explanations, easy-to-follow practice tests, and stories of other test takers I have trained since 2017. Together, we will dust IELTS and you can finally get that job in the UK, that admission in Australia, or become a permanent resident in Canada. Welcome to episode one of IELTS Weekly Specials with Adenike Babalola. And I just want to say thank you for coming on board because yes, this is the first time I'm bringing IELTS to my podcast show. So if this is your first time of listening to me on my podcast show, you are definitely welcome on board. And if you're used to my previous episodes, I just want to say, let's do this. It's time to go beyond what we've been doing before. Now, this is the end of 2023. So many people are preparing for, you know, the new year. There are plans underway. Everybody's trying to figure out what they're going to do. So the question that's probably on your mind, and I believe is on the mind of so many people is, what do I do about this IELTS in the coming year? Okay, I want to take the test. I want to do well and all of that. But when exactly am I going to take the exam? When exactly am I going to, how long is it going to take me to prepare? so that I can achieve the result that I want. These are the things we're going to focus on in this episode, okay? So I am going to share seven straightforward steps that you can follow to ensure that when you eventually take that exam in 2024, you will do very well, okay? You will get the result that you need and then you can move on. Whether you're trying to get a you know your admission into maybe australia you want to work in the uk you want to become a permanent resident in canada whatever it is the point is for you to be able to take the ielts once and pass you know just just do well get the results you need okay now the first question i have for you is why are you taking this exam this is an english exam and it is a requirement in many you know, organizations, countries require it and all of that. But the point I want you to clarify for yourself is, why am I taking this exam? Is it because everybody else is doing it? Or is it something that you know for sure that you need? Okay, so let's assume you're trying to get you know, a better quality of life. You're trying to move your family somewhere so that you can just get the best, get better value for the effort you put into your work and all of that. The point is, I need you to clarify this for yourself. And if you're taking the test because you want to continue your education or something like that, or even get professional registration, I want you to let this reason guide you. Because if you are motivated by the exact thing that you want to use the IELTS for, even when you begin the training, your preparation, and you meet ECOPS on the way, you would not let this thing affect you, 
okay so for example when i took my ielts in 2017 i wanted to study i wanted to go for my master's degree in scotland however i did not go for it and you know after that i began to teach people but the point was at that time i needed it for study now when i took it again in 2021 the point was okay i wanted to, to see what i could do to help my family relocate all right now i took the general training one in 2021 so the first one i took was academic so you need to figure out why you need the test if you know why you need the test then you would know which of the models of the test you're going to take there's the ielts academic and there's the ielts general training these are the two models it's more like saying that the exam is defined for these two main audiences for two main audiences now who are the people who take the ielts academic these are people who want to study in english-speaking countries okay for example there are um, universities in canada that require you to tender the ielts results as one of your requirements okay and there are universities that waive it where it is not it is not required so even in the uk for example if you want to study there you need to provide the ielts nonetheless i always tell people that it is important for you to know what your organization needs whether you're going to study or you're doing something related to immigration itself make sure it is clear to you what they expect of you okay so but it is popular knowledge that people who are taking the um ielts general training are those who want to you know relocate to canada as a permanent resident okay so it is you know if you go on the website for the canadian government you will see that if you're going to move in using the express entry you need to provide the ielts general training and each of these models have required in short every organization has their own requirements for ielts for many schools it's around 6.5 7 7.5 and for doctors, for example, or medical professionals, I know that for doctors, they shouldn't have less than an overall of 7.5. So they have to have like seven and a combination of 7 and 7.5 in each of the scales. Okay? So the first point I want you to clarify for yourself is, why do you need the test? So once you know why you need the test, you can now decide which of the models you are going to take okay so people who want to have professional registration or who want to study take the ielts academic for those who want to you know migrate for example to canada or who want to take a degree that is you know below the bachelor level then you know that or bachelor's level then you know that you'll be taking the general training okay now that said let's assume you're going you're, you intend to relocate to canada and you're going to be going through the express entry route now the question is what band score do you need i know that when you are applying to canada when you want to go through the you know express entry route what you have to do is make sure that your ielts score is high enough okay and i tell people especially in this you know around this time i tell people that make sure your ielts score is high enough so that when the points are calculated you would get somewhere around 128 and you know, maybe 136 thereabouts okay so if you're going to take the test you need to aim for the highest score possible because i've seen cases where for example 
the listening and somebody's results is high enough, the reading, the writing are, are good, and then the speaking skill is not what it should be. Okay, so if you find that one skill is lower than the others, than what is required, then you see that the points that you get in total may, may not be what you need. And so in such cases, people have to take the IELTS test again. So the question I have for you is, do you know exactly why you want to take this exam? And then, do you know what, which of the models you want to take? That said, what score do you desire? So if you know what is required of you, if you know what you want as far as this exam is concerned, then you would put in the effort that is required for it. Okay? Now, now that you have, you know, clarified those things, the next thing is to come up with a learning plan. How are you ready to prepare for this exam? What do you want to do? If you are taking an online training or some tutorial classes, you know, in such places, you are able to learn with somebody. You're able to get feedback from your tutor. But if you're learning on your own, maybe you're using videos on YouTube or you're using textbooks, of course, you might not be able to get feedback. But if you are following the things that, you know, are clearly stated for you, then I'm sure you will do well. So what matters is you need to look at your lifestyle, look at your availability, the time that you have, and then ask yourself, how much am I ready to, how much time am I ready to give to my preparation? One other important point that I need to talk about at this point is before you can take the IELTS test, you need to understand your level as far as English is concerned. How well do you speak English? How well do you read English? How well do you understand the things that you read? What is your vocabulary like? When you speak, are your sentences free of grammatical errors? When you write, do you write confidently, correctly? Are your tenses correct? Are your sentences correct? Are your spellings correct? These are the things that you need to check before you say that you want to take the IELTS test. You know, I, I saw it somewhere that for somebody who is going to do very well in the IELTS test, your English level should be as good as that of somebody who is at a master's degree level. And that is indeed a big deal because I have trained so many people over the years. And then, you know, I've been training people since 2017. And one thing I've realized is the major deficiency of people is English. Sometimes, or many times, people have problems with their tenses, with their spellings. Maybe they don't even know enough synonyms. So one thing I say is, allow yourself to assess your English abilities. Now, you might not be able to do this on your own, but you can definitely get some apps or if you can get a tutor or somebody to assess you. And if you don't have, if you have a friend, you can ask. Just ask them, how do you think, how do you assess my English? Do you think I speak well? Do you notice any errors in my speech? You need a way to find out where you are as far as English is concerned. Because if you decide that you're just going to wake up one morning and take the IELTS test, if your English levels are not so good, then it might not be what you expect. You might not do as well as you would expect in the IELTS exam. 
So when you're coming up with your plan, I want you to pay attention to where you are as far as English is concerned. How good are you in how you speak, how you write, how you read, and how you express yourself? Because the four skills in the IELTS test require you to bring in your knowledge of English. Okay? So when you take the when you come when you attend the listening test, you'd see that many of the things that are there are paraphrased. A lot of synonyms are used. And if you're not familiar with vocabulary for other words, collocations, and all those things, it might be a problem. Now when you go to writing, your sentences matter, your tenses matter. So if when you're writing something, you're not using the correct sentence or you're not using the right tense or the words you're using are not the words that that topic is, you know, that that topic requires, then you find that you might not get the result that you need. So please take the time to assess your English level. And if it means that you would need to spend up to three months or six months preparing for the exam, I can assure you that it is absolutely worth it. Okay? So, once you know how good you are in English, you can decide, okay, I'm going to take, um, I'm going to dedicate, let's say, one hour for about one month or two months to prepare for this exam. Okay, I'm going to go through this. In short, I just want you to look at your schedule and then see how you can bring the IELTS in so that if you're saying, okay, I want to take the test by March 2024, then it means that you're going to commit the most part of January and February to your preparation. It just allows you to decide how you're going to achieve the result that you want. But more importantly, remember that if you know for certain that you cannot get yourself to just learn everything on your own. It is advisable to get somebody to train you. For example, I've been training people since 2017. Initially, I started by teaching people in person. I was teaching at, you know, my center. I was working with one of my bosses and, you know, I, I would teach at the center. Eventually, when I changed location, I began to teach people at their homes or, you know, at specified venues and all of that. Eventually, I moved on to teaching online. Okay? This was after COVID. I began to teach people online and I have been able to reach people in different countries, in different locations. So, the point I'm trying to make to you is if you know that you cannot self-study and achieve the result that you need, it is better that you commit to somebody who can help you achieve this dream of yours, okay? So the next point is you need to understand the structure of the IELTS exam. Remember that I have told you to identify exactly why you want to take this exam. Once you've done that and you know the score that you require, and then you have now decided, okay, this is how long I'm ready to give myself to prepare for this exam. What you now want to do next is say, okay, what exactly does this exam look like? Now, I have told you that the exam is, you know, broken into two main parts. Of course, there's the IELTS life skills, you know, which is required for 
the UK, sometimes you have, I think you have to take like um, just two skills, the speaking and writing. But I don't know so much about that because I've not really focused on that over the years. I've only trained about two or three people who have taken the IELTS life skills. So I'm going to focus on the IELTS general training and the IELTS academic. Okay. So let's assume that you are taking the IELTS general training because you want to study um, you want to work or you want to relocate to Canada. Now, what you want to do is ask yourself, okay, what does this general training exam entail? Now, I said there are four skills in the exam. So, you're going to answer some questions in listening, some questions in reading, some questions in speaking, and then some questions in writing. Now, what do these questions look like? In the listening test, you will answer 40 questions. Yes, four, zero, 40. The same thing in reading, 40 questions. But then, these questions are not always the same. They are not all, you're not going to answer just one pattern of question. Okay, so in the listening test, you have four parts. Part one, part two, part three, part four. And in each part, you have 10 questions. Now, these 10 questions, of course, are not the same. You know, they are not all the same. For example, in part one, they can ask you to complete a note, okay? You can have like five questions where you supply words, one or two words or even names or numbers based on what two people are saying. Usually in part one, you just have people conversing in maybe a workspace where somebody goes to inquire about something. You could, it could be a, a community center, it could be an office or something like that. Okay, so the point is, you have four parts in the listening test. Now, because you are preparing for this exam, it is not enough to just know the theory. To familiarize yourself with the exam structure, you actually would need to go over some past questions, what we call sample questions. If you can look at listening, you know, some IELTS listening sample questions, you have an idea of what to expect in part one, part two, three and part four okay so in part one and part three you have at least two people talking and you choose your answers from what they say many times you're just going to write down one word or two words or when you have multiple choice you choose the letters you know that include the answers that you need okay so and sometimes you let's say in part two for example you have one person speaking and then you could be asked to complete a map or a diagram of a sort so it is not enough to just talk about this. You need to experience it before the exam. Now, some people say that, well, it's an English exam, so they don't need to prepare. I don't need to prepare. I quite disagree. Because one of the things that really frightened me before I took the exam in 2017 was, yes, I had studied English at university, but how did I know if I would do well in the exam? So I was anxious. And of course, I did well. Okay, that first time I had a band 8 overall, 8.5 in listening, 8.5 in reading, 7.5 in speaking, and 7 in writing. Now, that was the IELTS academic, and that was 2017. And then in 2021, when I took the general training model, my listening score was 9, reading was 9, writing was 7.5, speaking was 8.5, so it was an 8.5 overall. Now, I've trained over 700 students or IELTS test takers within these six years. 
And what I've always told them is, if I can achieve this kind of result, you can achieve it as well. But then, it's not about just going to the exam and saying, okay, I have a degree in English. No, you need to understand how the exam works. So you do that for listening, just as I'm breaking it down to you. You take your time to understand what each part entails. Now, in future episodes, we're going to focus on these things full. But today, I just want to give you the things you need to get on with your preparation as you plan to take the IELTS test in 2024, okay? So once you understand what each one looks like, you do this for listening, for reading. For reading, you're going to have 40 questions on a couple on different passages. If you're taking general training, you would have passages that are easy to relate to, you know, passages that are related to daily life, you know, probably shopping or applying for a job or, you know, visiting a place. There are simple passages that you can easily choose your answers from okay and then the final passage the fifth passage will be quite lengthy people will take the academic model take you know they they complete three full length paragraph and passages okay so for example for somebody who is going to um let's say a doctor now doctors normally would take the academic model so when they see their reading passage they see section one you know as a very long passage the same thing in section two and in section three okay but people who are taking the general training honestly i like to say that the general training reading is quite it's simpler let me just say it's simpler than the academic because your passages are not technical they are taken from everyday like things you do on the regular okay now that's what the reading looks like in speaking you have part one part two part three Okay, part one, the examiner asks you questions about yourself. Part two, you describe something in about two minutes. Part three, you discuss with the examiner based on what you talked about in part two. Now, it is not enough to just talk about these things. You need to familiarize yourself with them. If you look through reading past questions or sample questions or even sample questions for speaking, you will understand these things better. Okay, so before you go for the exam, don't just assume that, okay, it's English, I'm going to know what to do. Allow yourself to at least study the exam format before you go for the test. Okay, so don't just register for like a date in January and then just expect that you will do well just like that. You need to prepare well. I still told somebody like two days ago that the more you prepare, the more certain that you will be of a higher band score. Okay, the more time you allow yourself to spend understanding the exam, the more likely it is that you eventually do well. And then the writing part for people who are taking general training, you're going to write a letter in the first in task one, and in task two, you're going to write an essay. The letter can be a formal letter, an informal letter, or a semi-formal letter. There are different questions that you will find on this, and we're going to try out some of them in future episodes, okay? For the essay, you can be asked to write about your opinion, to discuss two opinions and give your own opinion, to talk about problems and provide solutions, to talk about advantages and disadvantages, to talk about two sides to a particular thing, okay? So when you understand how all these question types work, you won't be confused when it's time to face the real exam because you have familiarized yourself with it, okay? So I have moved on to the point about practice tests. Allow yourself to try out different questions. Under the listening, 
components, the reading components, the speaking components, and the writing components. And it is not just about practicing. Before you can try a question, at least you should understand how that question is supposed to be answered. For example, multiple choice questions are one of the most complex complex questions throughout the IELTS test, whether you are attempting listening or reading. Okay, I said I this, uh, you know, I had a session with someone today and I was telling him that the way multiple choice questions are designed, it feels as if they are designed to be difficult, but they are not. It's just about understanding that every question that is a multiple choice question has a particular word that you are meant to take note of. If you take note of that word, you, it would lead you to the answer that you need. But if you don't pay attention to that word, A can be your answer, B can be your answer, C can be your answer. And then, you know, that's where confusion sets in, okay? So it's important for you to understand the strategies behind every question that you're attempting, okay? Now, I want to move on to the next point, and this has to do with the resources that you decide to use. So as I said, if you're studying on your own, of course, you will find different people on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, okay? My YouTube channel is Adeni Kebabalola. And I started this um, at the end of 2020 when I realized that, okay, COVID has happened. I need a way out. So if you're listening right now, just search for Adeni Kebabalola on YouTube. You can, you know, learn so much on my channel. But then sometimes you also want somebody to provide feedback. Let's say you write an essay and you're not so sure of how to, you don't, you don't know if it's exactly what you need. So what I tell people is, okay, I have gone ahead to create ebooks. I have an ebook for task one for people taking general training. I have another one for people taking academic. And then I have an ebook that provides essay samples that my students have been working with. I will never forget what somebody said. He had an 8.5 in writing and he said, that that ebook was like a formula book for him and that's what it is it was not just about just writing templates i answered seven questions so that when my students go through them they're able to say okay yes this is how she wrote it now i can write mine okay so whatever it is that you choose to do whether you're using youtube you're using you know you, you pay for an uh, an actual training you're using ebooks you're using textbooks Whatever it is, just make sure that it is working for you. Nobody should have to impose a training on you. But you should be able to look at your own style and say, do I need somebody to guide me? There are people who have taken this test without anybody helping them. They just needed to learn what was required of them and they did well. Okay, so it is up to you to decide what resources am I going to use? What textbooks do I need to buy? For example, since 2017, I have all, I have stuck with the Cambridge IELTS practice books. Okay, I'm familiar with books 1 to 18. The edition for 2023 was book 18. So my current students are using book 16, 17 and 18 because I want them to have access to as many practice tests as possible. Okay, we have stuck with Cambridge and, you know, this Cambridge books and it works for us perfectly. Now, of course, there are so many resources out there, but I just want you to feel free to choose what works for you and stick with it. I want you to have confidence in the resources that you choose so that as you prepare, you can tell yourself, I am progressing. I am moving forward. Okay, 
Next is to set a drafted timeline. When are you starting your preparation and when do you expect to end? What I always tell my students is, or I tell my test takers is, the best time to book your test is when you can, you now feel confident about what you know. And confidence means that you have replaced your fears with knowledge. You have taken the time to truly understand what the listening skill requires, the reading skill requires, the speaking skill requires, and what writing requires. So when you can say that I'm trying listening, I'm getting nothing less than a 37. In reading, I'm getting nothing less than a 38. My writing, I'm writing my introduction well, my conclusion, you know, the essay, whether it's a letter or a report, you're doing all of these things well. So you need to be confident in yourself and your ability to do well in the exam before you go for it. If you're feeling nervous or confused because you have not prepared well, I don't encourage you to take the exam. So now that you are still in the process of planning, what you want to tell yourself is, okay, how long am I ready to commit to this preparation? If you can be honest enough with yourself about the time you need, I can assure you that your results will be excellent because you will do well, because you would have given yourself the required time to do well. So this is the end of 2023. You are projecting into 2024. So what I tell my students is, okay, the training is desi- is designed for six weeks because I want you to have the time to watch my videos. I want you to have the time to go over the eBooks, go through the past questions, the, the practice questions, and just come to a place of confidence so that by the eighth week or thereabouts, you can say, okay, let's do this. I'm going for the test. And I tell people that, yes, I am an, um, I coach other people. But if I were to take the test again right now, I would give myself at least a month to prepare because I want to put myself in that mode where I am ready, where I am refreshed to do excellently well, okay? And I'm considering taking another test. So if I go through with it, I'll definitely let you know. What am I saying at this point? Ask yourself, do I need one month? Do I need two months? Three, four, six? Do you even want to spend a year? I have people who, who, are, who decide to give themselves about a year because they have so much going on in their lives. So if you think that, okay, you're hoping to take a test towards the end of 2024, it is perfect. It means that even if you do 30 minutes in one day or 20 minutes, or maybe you even need some time to improve your English, it is perfect. I think I read somewhere that you need about three months to move from a band 6 to a 6.5 so if you're currently at a 6.5 and you know i say this because the exam is graded on a scale of bands whether you have 0 to 9 0 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 and in between you have you have half bands so you can have 6 6.5 7 7.5 8 8.59 what is my point decide how much time you're ready to give yourself And it will make things very easy for you. And then the final point I want to make is visualize the band score that you want to have. What band score are you desiring? When I took my test in 2021, I truly wanted to have a band 9 overall. I wanted 9 in listening, in reading, in speaking, 
writing. I said, okay, yeah, let's let's do an 8.5. At the end of the day, I got a 9 in listening, a 9 in reading, 8.5 in speaking, and then 7.5 in writing. But before I went for the exam, I would dance all around, all around the house, celebrating my result. I would imagine myself seeing the result because I just wanted a result that I could show other people to say, you can have this result too. And that is what I've been doing for the la- for the past two years. When I meet somebody, I tell them, this is what I had. You can have it too, if that is what you desire. Yes, our brains might be different, but then it is knowledge. It is, you know, there are skills. We can develop these things. We can acquire them. So I want you to take a piece of paper right now and a pen, or if you're holding your phone, I want you to take, just get a blank sheet and then type, listening. Put a band score in front of it. Reading. Put a band score in front of it. Writing. Put the score in front of it. And then speaking. Do the same thing. And then specify what your overall should be. Once you have this done, if you wrote this on a paper, I want you to paste it somewhere in your, you know, in your space, whether it's at work or at home, wherever it is, put it somewhere you can see it often. I remember that on the right there in the examination hall, as we were preparing to start the exam, I imagined myself celebrating the results. And I don't know where this joy came from. I would back at back home, I would jump up and be so excited about the results. And when it eventually came, I was happy because I I manifested that result. I'm somebody who believes strongly in words and thoughts and reality i feel that everything is connected so if you are filled with fear about the ielts test i want you to know that once you prepare and you get the knowledge you need you're going to do well and to to completely get rid of that fear you need to tell yourself this is the result i want and i am getting it okay i have trained so many people and many times what i needed to do was help them achieve a mind shift once you can move your mind from a place of fear to a place of confidence, you will see that this exam that looks like a mountain will become a tiny stone in your fingers. Okay, so that is all of it for this first episode. And I am glad that I could share all of this with you. I hope that at this at you know at this point you you've taken something away and you're definitely prepared for whatever this is going to cost you in 2024 yes i know that the exam fees were raised recently i don't know what part of the world you are in right now but i just want you to know that you don't have to pay for this exam more than once and if you have paid for it before and you're having to take the test again i want you to know that this can be the last time for you to take this exam somebody called me during the week and she said she would never forget our journey our immigration journey because of what I did for her when this IELTS thing was a problem for her. Back then, it was the reading test. And when she called me, I just knew that so much was at stake. And I had to ask God, God, are you sure we can do this? And he said, go ahead. Okay, so when she, when she sent me that voice note, I had tears in my eyes because I could hear what she was saying. And so that's just what I do for people. Mine is to just help you achieve the result that you need so that you can go on to get that job, to get that admission, to get your PR, whatever it is. I just want to play my part to help you achieve it. 
okay so thank you so much for listening and enjoying this episode with me in the next episode we are going to delve further into the ielts listening okay if you have a particular question you would like me to clarify please send me an email at adenike m babalola let me spell that a d e n i k e m b a b a l o l a at gmail.com okay so you can send me an email to request whatever topic it is that you want or whatever question it is that you have and i will focus on that in the next episode once again i hope you had a nice time i'll see you in the next one stay well So what did you learn from today's episode? What is that new thing you are taking away from this session? Remember that getting your dream IELTS result boils down to how you prepare and what resources you prepare with. If you would like to join my online IELTS training program, where you would watch me explain each skill in detail and practice each question type under the four skills in the IELTS test, click the link in the show notes below. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please rate and review this podcast show and share this episode with someone you know who is also preparing for the IELTS test. Let us meet again next Friday for another chance to dust the IELTS test and achieve your study, work or immigration dreams. I am Adenike Babalola and you just listened to IELTS weekly specials on Mother Isn't Mother. Bye.